chapter twenty nine of the pilot by james fenimore cooper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty nine don pedro welcome senor you are almost come to part almost afray much ado about nothing down with your arms you englishmen said the daring intruder and you who fight in the cause of sacred liberty stay your hands that no unnecessary blood may flow yield yourself proud britain to the power of the thirteen republics ha exclaimed burrowcliffe grasping a pistol with an air of great resolution the work thickens i had not included this man in my estimate of their numbers is he a samson that his single arm can change the face of things so suddenly down with your own weapon you masquerader or at the report of this pistol your body shall be made a target for twenty bullets and thine for a hundred returned the pilot without there wind your call fellow and bring in our numbers we will let this confident gentleman feel his weakness he had not done speaking before the shrill whistle of a boatswain rose gradually on the ears of the listeners until the sense of hearing became painfully oppressed by the piercing sounds that rang under the arched roof of the hall and penetrated even to the most distant recesses of the abbey a tremendous rush of men followed who drove in before them the terrified fragment of burrowcliffe's command that had held the vestibule and the outer room became filled with a dark mass of human bodies let them hear ye lads cried their leader the abbey is your own the roaring of a tempest was not louder than the shout that burst from his followers who continued their cheers peal on peal until the very roof of the edifice appeared to tremble with their vibrations numerous dark and shaggy heads were seen moving around the passage some cased in the iron-bound caps of the frigate's boarders and others glittering with the brazen ornaments of her marine guard the sight of the latter did not fail to attract the eye of manuel who rushed among the throng and soon reappeared followed by a trusty band of his own men who took possession of the post held by the soldiers of burrowcliffe while the dialogue was continued between the leaders of the adverse parties thus far colonel howard had yielded to his guest with a deep reverence for the principles of military subordination the functions of a commander but now that affairs appeared to change so materially he took on himself the right to question these intruders into his dwelling by what authority sir the colonel demanded is it that you dare thus to invade the castle of a subject of this realm do you come back by the commission of the lord lieutenant of the county or has your warrant the signature of his majesty's secretary for the home department i bear no commission from any quarter returned the pilot i rank only an humble follower of the friends of america and having led these gentlemen into danger i have thought it my duty to see them extricated they are now safe and the right to command all that hear me rests with mr griffith who is commissioned by the continental congress for such service when he had spoken he fell back from the position he occupied in the centre of the room to one of its sides where leaning his body against the wainscot he stood a silent observer of what followed it appears then that it is to you degenerate son of a most worthy father that i must repeat my demand continued the veteran but what right is my dwelling thus rudely assailed and why is my quiet and the peace of those i protect so daringly violated 
i might answer you colonel howard by saying that it is according to the laws of arms or rather in retaliation for the thousand evils that your english troops have inflicted between maine and georgia but i wish not to increase the unpleasant character of this scene and i therefore will tell you that our advantage shall be used with moderation the instant that our men can be collected and our prisoners properly secured your dwelling shall be restored to your authority we are no freebooters sir and you will find it so after our departure captain manuel draw off your guard into the grounds and make your dispositions for a return march to our boats let the boarders fall back there out with ye out with ye tumble out you boarders the amicable order of the young lieutenant which was delivered after the stern quick fashion of his profession operated on the cluster of dark figures that were grouped around the door like a charm and as the men whom barnstable had led followed their shipmates into the courtyard the room was now left to such only as might be termed the gentlemen of the invading party and the family of colonel howard barnstable had continued silent since his senior officer had assumed the command listening most attentively to each syllable that fell from either side but now that so few remained and the time pressed he spoke again if we are to take boat so soon mr griffith it would be seemly that due preparations should be made to receive the ladies who are to honour us with their presence shall i take that duty on myself the abrupt proposal produced a universal surprise in his hearers though the abashed and conscious expression of catherine plowden's features sufficiently indicated that to her at least it was not altogether unexpected the long silence that succeeded the question was interrupted by colonel howard ye are masters gentlemen help yourselves to whatever best suits your inclinations my dwelling my goods and my wards are alike at your disposal or perhaps miss alice here good and kind miss alice dunscombe may suit the tastes of some among ye ah edward griffith edward griffith little did i ever breathe not that name in levity again thou scoffer or even your years may prove a feeble protection said a stern startling voice from behind all eyes turned involuntarily at the unexpected sounds and the muscular form of the pilot was seen resuming its attitude of repose against the wall though every fibre of his frame was working with suppressed passion when the astonished looks of griffith ceased to dwell on this extraordinary exhibition of interest in his companion they were turned imploringly towards the fair cousins who still occupied the distant corner whither fear had impelled them i have said that we are not midnight marauders colonel howard he replied but if any there be here who will deign to commit themselves to our keeping i trust it will not be necessary to say at this hour what will be their reception we have not time for unnecessary compliments cried the impatient barnstable here is mary who by years and blood is a suitable assistant for them in arranging their little baggage what say you urchin can you play the lady's maid on emergency ay sir and better than i acted the peddler boy cried the gay youngster to have my merry cousin kate and my good cousin cicely for shipmates i could play our common grandmother come cuz let us be moving you will have to allow a little leeway in time for my awkwardness stand back young man said miss howard repulsing his familiar attempt to take her arm and then advancing with a maidenly dignity nigher to her guardian she continued i cannot know what stipulations have been agreed to by my cousin plowden in the secret treaty she has made this night with mr barnstable this for myself colonel howard i would have you credit your brother's child when she says that to her the events of the hour have not been more unexpected than to yourself the veteran gazed at her for a moment with an expression of his eye that denoted reviving tenderness but gloomy doubts appeared to cross his mind again and he shook his head as he walked proudly away 
nay then added cecilia her head dropping meekly on her bosom i may be discredited by my uncle but i cannot be disgraced without some act of my own she slowly raised her mild countenance again and bending her eyes on her lover she continued while a rich rush of blood passed over her fine features edward griffith i will not i cannot say how humiliating it is to think that you can for an instant believe i would again forget myself so much as to wish to desert him whom god has given me for a protector for one chosen by my own erring passions and you andrew mary learn to respect the child of your mother's sister if not for her own sake at least for that of her who watched your cradle here appears to be some mistake said barnstable who participated however in no trifling degree in the embarrassment of the abashed boy but like all other mistakes on such subjects it can be explained away i suppose mr griffith it remains for you to speak damn it man he whispered you are as dumb as a codfish i am sure so fine a woman is worth a little fair-weather talk you are muter than a four-footed beast even an ass can bray we will hasten our departure mr barnstable said griffith sighing heavily and rousing himself as if from a trance these rude sights cannot but appall the ladies you will please sir to direct the order of our march to the shore captain manuel has charge of our prisoners who must all be secured to answer for an equal number of our own countrymen and our countrywomen said barnstable are they to be forgotten in the selfish recollection of our own security with them we have no right to interfere unless at their request by heaven mr griffith this may smack of learning cried the other and it may plead bookish authority as its precedent but let me tell you sir if it savours but little of a sailor's love is it unworthy of a seaman and a gentleman to permit the woman he calls his mistress to be so other than in name well then griff i pity you from my soul i would rather have had a sharp struggle for the happiness that i shall now obtain so easily than that you should be thus cruelly disappointed but you cannot blame me my friend that i avail myself of fortune's favour miss plowden your fair hand colonel howard i return you a thousand thanks for the care you have taken hitherto of this precious charge and believe me sir that i speak frankly when i say that next to myself i should choose to entrust her with you in preference to any man on earth the colonel turned to the speaker and bowed low while he answered with grave courtesy sir you repay my slight services with too much gratitude if miss catherine plowden has not become under my guardianship all that her good father captain john plowden of the royal navy could have wished a daughter of his to be the fault unquestionably is to be attributed to my inability to instruct and to no inherent quality in the young lady herself i will not say take her sir since you have her in your possession already and it would be out of my power to alter the arrangement therefore i can only wish that you may find her as dutiful as a wife as she has been hitherto as a ward and a subject catherine had yielded her hand passively to her lover and suffered him to lead her more into the circle than she had before been but now she threw off his arm and shaking aside the dark curls which she had rather invited to fall in disorder around her brow she raised her face and looked proudly up with an eye that sparkled with the spirit of its mistress and a face that grew pale with emotion at each moment as she proceeded gentlemen the one may be as ready to receive as the other is to reject but has the daughter of john plowden no voice in this cool disposal of her person if her guardian tires of her presence other habitations may be found without inflicting so severe a penalty on this gentleman as to compel him to provide for her accommodation in a vessel which must be already straightened for room she turned and rejoined her cousin with such an air of maidenly resentment as a young woman would be apt to discover who found herself the subject of matrimonial arrangement without her own feelings being at all consulted barnstable who knew but little of the windings 
of the female heart or how necessary to his mistress notwithstanding her previous declarations the countenance of cecilia was to any decided and open act in his favour stood in stupid wonder at her declaration he could not conceive that a woman who had already ventured so much in secret in his behalf and who had so often avowed her weakness should shrink to declare it again at such a crisis though the eyes of a universe were on her he looked from one of the party to the other and met in every face an expression of delicate reserve except in those of the guardian of his mistress and of burrowcliff the colonel had given a glance of returning favour at her whom he now conceived to be his repentant ward while the countenance of the entrapped captain exhibited a look of droll surprise blended with the expression of bitter ferocity it had manifested since the discovery of his own mishap perhaps sir said barnstable addressing the latter fiercely you see something amusing about the person of this lady to divert you thus unseasonably we tolerate no such treatment of our women in america nor do we quarrel before ours in england returned the soldier throwing back the fierce glance of the sailor with interest but i was thinking of the revolutions time can produce nothing more i do assure you it is not half an hour since i thought myself a most happy fellow secure in my plans for overreaching the scheme you had laid to surprise me and now i am as miserable a dog as wears a single epaulette and has no hope of seeing its fellow and in what manner sir can this sudden change apply to me asked catherine with all her spirit certainly not to your perseverance in the project to assist my enemies madam returned the soldier with affected humility nor to your zeal for their success or your consummate coolness at the supper-table but i find it is time that i should be superannuated i can no longer serve my king with credit and should take to serving my god like all other worn-out men of the world my herring is surely defective or a paddock wall has a most magical effect in determining sounds catherine waited not to hear the close of this sentence but walked to a distant part of the room to conceal the burning blushes that covered her countenance the manner in which the plans of barnstable had become known to his foe was no longer a mystery her conscience also reproached her a little with some unnecessary coquetry as she remembered the quite one half of the dialogue between her lover and herself under the shadow of that very wall to which burrowcliff alluded had been on a subject altogether foreign to contention and tumults as the feelings of barnstable were by no means so sensitive as those of his mistress and his thoughts much occupied with the means of attaining his object he did not so readily comprehend the indirect allusion of the soldier but turned abruptly away to griffith and observed with a serious air i feel it my duty mr griffith to suggest that we have standing instructions to secure all the enemies of america wherever they may be found and to remind you that the states have not hesitated to make prisoners of females in many instances bravo cried burrowcliff if the ladies will not go as your mistresses take them as your captives tis well for you sir that you are a captive yourself or you should be made to answer for this speech retorted the irritated barnstable it is a responsible command mr griffith and must not be disregarded to your duty mr barnstable said griffith again rousing from deep abstraction you have your orders sir let them be executed promptly have also the orders of our common superior captain munson mr griffith and i do assure you sir that in making out my instructions for the ariel poor thing there are no two of her timbers hanging together but my instructions were decidedly particular on that head and my orders now supersede them but am i justifiable in obeying a verbal order from an inferior indirect opposition to a written instruction griffith had hitherto manifested in his deportment nothing more than a cold determination to act but the blood now flew to every vessel in his cheeks and forehead and his dark eyes flashed fire as he cried authoritatively how sir do you hesitate to obey 
by heaven sir i would dispute the command of the continental congress itself should they bid me so far as to forget my duty to-to and yourself sir mr barnstable let this be the last of it to your duty sir my duty calls me here mr griffith i must act then or be bearded by my own officers mr mary direct captain manuel to send in a sergeant and a file of marines bid him come on himself cried barnstable maddened to desperation by his disappointment tis not his whole corps that can disarm me let them come on here there you aerials rally around your captain the man among them who dares to cross that threshold without my order dies cried griffith menacing with a naked hanger the seaman who had promptly advanced at the call of their old commander yield your sword mr barnstable and spare yourself the disgrace of having it forced from you by a common soldier let me see the dog who dare attempt it exclaimed barnstable flourishing his weapon in fierce anger griffith had extended his own arm in the earnestness of his feelings and their hangers crossed each other the clashing of the steel operated on both like the sound of the clarion on a war-horse and there were sudden and rapid blows and as rapid parries exchanged between the flashing weapons barnstable barnstable cried catherine rushing into his arms i will go with you to the ends of the earth cecilia howard did not speak but when griffith recovered his coolness he beheld her beautiful form kneeling at his feet with her pale face bent imploringly on his own disturbed countenance the cry of miss plowden had separated the combatants before an opportunity for shedding blood had been afforded but the young men exchanged looks of keen resentment notwithstanding the interference of their mistresses at this moment colonel howard advanced and raising his knees from her humble posture said this is not a situation for a child of harry howard though she knelt in the presence and before the throne of her sovereign behold my dear cecilia the natural consequences of this rebellion it scatters discord in their ranks and by its damnable levelling principles destroys all distinction of rank among themselves even these rash boys know not where obedience is due it is due to me said the pilot who now stepped forward among the agitated group and it is time that i enforce it mr griffith sheathe your sword and you sir who have defied the authority of your senior officer and have forgotten the obligation of your oath submit and return to your duty griffith started at the sounds of his calm voice as if with sudden recollection and then bowing low he returned the weapon to its scabbard but barnstable still encircled the waist of his mistress with one arm while with the other he brandished his hanger and laughed with scorn at this extraordinary assumption of authority and who is this he cried who dare give such an order to me the eyes of the pilot flashed with a terrible fire while a fierce glow seemed to be creeping over his whole frame which actually quivered with passion but suppressing this exhibition of his feelings by a sudden and powerful effort he answered in an emphatic manner one who has a right to order and who will be obeyed the extraordinary manner of the speaker contributed as much as his singular assertion to induce barnstable in his surprise to lower the point of his weapon with an air that might easily have been mistaken for submission the pilot fastened his glowing eyes on him for an instant and then turning to the rest of the listeners he continued more mildly it is true that we came not here as marauders and that our wish is to do no unnecessary acts of severity to the aged and the helpless but this officer of the crown and this truant american in particular are fairly our prisoners as such they must be conducted on board our ship but the main object of our expedition said griffith tis lost returned the pilot hastily tis sacrificed to more private feelings tis like a hundred others ended in disappointment and is forgotten sir forever but the interests of the republics must not be neglected mr griffith though we are not madly to endanger the lives of those gallant fellows to gain a love smile from one young beauty neither are we to forget the advantages they may have obtained for us 
in order to procure one of approbation from another this colonel howard will answer well in a bargain with the minions of the crown and may purchase the freedom of some worthy patriot who is deserving of his liberty nay nay suppress that haughty look and turn that proud eye on any rather than me he goes to the frigate sir and that immediately then said cecilia howard timidly approaching the spot where her uncle stood a disdainful witness of the dissensions among his captors then will i go with him he shall never be a resident among his enemies alone it would be more ingenuous and more worthy of my brother's daughter said her uncle coldly if she ascribed her willingness to depart to its proper motive disregarding the look of deep distress with which cecilia received this mortifying rejection of her tender attention the old man on receiving this order rushed into the room in a medley but notwithstanding the surly glances and savage characters of their dress and equipments they struck no blow nor committed any act of hostility the lady shrank back appalled as this terrific little band took possession of the hall and even burrowcliff was seen to fall back towards a door which in some measure covered his retreat the confusion of this sudden movement had not yet subsided when sounds of strife were heard rapidly approaching from a distant part of the building and presently one of the numerous doors of the apartment was violently opened when two of the garrison of the abbey rushed into the hall vigorously pressed by twice their number of seamen seconded by griffith manuel and mary who were armed with such weapons of offence as had presented themselves to their hands at their unexpected liberation there was a movement on the part of the seamen who were already in possession of the room that threatened instant death to the fugitives the barnstable beat down their pikes with his sword and sternly ordered them to fall back surprise produced the same pacific result among the combatants and as the soldiers hastily sought a refuge behind their own officers and the released captives with their liberators joined the body of their friends the quiet of the hall which had been so rudely interrupted was soon restored you see sir said barnstable after grasping the hands of griffith emmanuel in a warm and cordial pressure that all my plans have succeeded your sleeping guard are closely watched in their barracks by one party our officers are released and your sentinels cut off by another while with a third i hold the centre of the abbey and am substantially in possession of your own person in consideration therefore of what is due to humanity and to the presence of these ladies let there be no struggle i shall impose no difficult terms nor any long imprisonment the recruiting officer manifested a composure throughout it and the latter laughing and indulging those buoyant spirits that a boy of his years and reflection might be supposed to feel even in such a scene it was fortunate for her cousin that catherine had possessed so much forethought for the attention of cecilia howard was directed much more to the comforts of her uncle than to those which were necessary for herself attended by alice dunscombe the young mistress of st ruth moved through the solitary apartments of the building listening to the mild religious consolation of her companion in silence at times yielding to those bursts of mortified feeling that she could not repress or again as calmly giving her orders to her maids as if the intended movement was one of but ordinary interest all this time the party in the dining-hall remained stationary the pilot as if satisfied with what he had already done sank back to his reclining attitude against the wall though his eyes keenly watched every movement of the preparations in a manner which denoted that his was the master spirit that directed the whole griffith had however resumed in appearance the command and the busy seamen addressed themselves for orders to him alone in this manner an hour was consumed when cecilia and catherine appearing in succession attired in a suitable manner for their departure and the baggage of the whole party having been already entrusted to a petty officer and a party of his men griffith gave forth the customary order to put the whole in motion the shrill piercing whistle of the boatswain once more rang among the galleries and ceilings of the abbey and was followed by the deep hoarse cry of away there 
you shore draft away there you boarders ahead heave ahead sea dogs this extraordinary summons was succeeded by the roll of a drum and the strains of a fife but from without when the whole party moved from the building in the order that had been previously prescribed by captain manuel who acted as the marshal of the forces on the occasion the pilot had conducted his surprise with so much skill and secrecy as to have secured every individual about the abbey whether male or female soldier or civilian and as it might be dangerous to leave any behind who could convey intelligence into the country griffith had ordered that every human being found in the building should be conducted to the cliffs to be held in durance at least until the departure of the last boat to the cutter which he was informed lay close in to the land awaiting their re-embarkation the hurry of the departure had caused many lights to be kindled in the abbey and the contrast between the glare within and the gloom without attracted the wandering looks of the captives as they issued into the paddock one of those indefinable and unaccountable feelings which so often cross the human mind induced cecilia to pause at the great gate of the grounds and look back at the abbey with a presentiment that she was to behold it for the last time the dark and ragged outline of the edifice was clearly delineated against the northern sky while the open windows and neglected doors permitted a view of the solitude within twenty tapers were shedding their useless light in the empty apartments as if in mockery of the deserted walls and cecilia turned shuddering from the sight to press nigher to the person of her indignant uncle with a secret impression that her presence would soon be more necessary than ever to his happiness the low hum of voices in front with the occasional strains of the fife and the stern mandates of the sea officers soon recalled her however from these visionary thoughts to the surrounding realities while the whole party pursued their way with diligence to the margin of the ocean End of chapter 29